brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So on November 27th, the day after Thomas Schwartz's murder, Justin Causey texted his girlfriend that he was about to wipe all contents from his cell phone. And to this, she said, why? And he said, I don't feel good about this last job, hon. And he said it was sloppy. He said he hoped he didn't do something that's going to catch up to him later. And he said that was the last time he'll mention it. But it wasn't the last time. And Justin Causey didn't end up wiping his phone. He continued texting her about this job, saying, quote, lessons learned on my side, big lessons on Fecker's side, flawless execution of the plan. Jacob Mazika is good as fucking gold. I wish William Johnson didn't come attached. He's a good guy. But dot, 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 you know, end quote. The next day, Jacob Mazika caught a flight from Missouri to Moscow and then another back to the United States to try to throw investigators off of his tail. It didn't take Dutch investigators long to pick up the murderer's trail, though. With a German license plate on a getaway car and a German victim, Dutch police contacted their counterparts just across the border in Germany for assistance. The white Volkswagen Polo was quickly traced to Call and Drive Auto in Frankfurt, who were able to identify the renters as Justin Causey and Lucas Fecker, as well as provide current images of both of the men from when they rented the car on November 25th at around 6 p.m. They used Justin Causey's Texas driver's license and his U.S. passport, and police would later find traces of blood in the car, which they were able to match with the DNA of Thomas Schwartz. Opening a formal investigation, German and Dutch police were able to use Justin Causey's cell phone number and nearby cell towers to track his whereabouts day by day on both sides of the border, including to the vicinity of the crime scene on the morning that Schwartz was murdered. On the evening of November 25th, cell towers and German GPS data each showed Justin Causey and the Volkswagen Polo crossing the border from Germany on Audubon 61, headed into the nearby Dutch town of Venlo. Phone records also showed a U.S. cell phone from New Jersey whose physical locations consistently matched Causey's from that point. Using the online service TrueCaller.com, Dutch police were able to trace this number to one that had been provided to a former landlord in Jersey City by Jacob Mazika. Cell Towers in the Netherlands put the two men arriving at the Vandervault Hotel on the evening of the 25th. Closed-circuit camera footage from the hotel showed three men clocking in together at 7.07 p.m. A heavy-set man with a full head of light-colored hair whose face matched a profile image associated with Justin Causey's WhatsApp account. A slimmer man with dark hair 
and facial hair identified as Jacob Mazika, and a third man with a shaved head who police would later identify as William Lyle Johnson. At 6.02 a.m. on November 26th, the day of Thomas Schwartz's murder, hotel camera footage showed Causey, Mazika, and Johnson leaving the Vandervault Hotel together. One minute later, a white Volkswagen Polo was seen leaving the hotel parking lot. By 6.30 a.m., their phones were pinging the cell tower that covered Thomas' house on Rofestrat, the street he lived on, less than an hour before his death. It's hard to say exactly what went wrong, but obviously the shakedown did not go as planned. The three men pulled up in their rented Volkswagen Polo outside of Thomas's home right before 7 a.m. Johnson waited in the car and eventually pulled it onto a neighboring street, likely to avoid suspicion. But Causey and Mazika, they actually went to Thomas Schwartz's store and forced their way inside the home. But Thomas, who clearly didn't pay up the debt that he owed to Lucas Becker, apparently put up much more of a fight than they had anticipated. Despite being told Schwartz was an overweight pushover, the effort to subdue him quickly got out of hand. Thomas's extensive injuries, his ribs and spine broken, show the fight was a brutal one. His hands and feet being bound with wire suggest he was still alive after he was finally subdued and had to be restrained while Causey and Mazika used his laptop, wallet, and phone to try to access his bank account. The multiple non-lethal stab wounds to Schwartz's arm and leg indicate that he refused to give the men access to his account and that they were growing increasingly desperate. The phone in the sink with a bloody fingerprint and open banking app suggests that they were ultimately successful in getting his information to log into these accounts, either before or after Thomas's death. The fact that Thomas was eventually killed by the cleaving of both his jugular and carotid arteries further suggests they were ultimately successful in getting access to Schwartz's account and no longer needed the man alive. Less than 30 minutes after they entered the house, Justin Causey and Jacob Mazika left, covered in Thomas's blood, and they jumped into the waiting Volkswagen driven by William Johnson and drove quickly across the border, discarding their bloodstained clothing in a trash bag in a wooded area along the way. As they tracked Justin Causey, Mazika, and William Johnson's travels, police found breadcrumbs almost everywhere they looked. They basically laid out this investigation for them. German authorities found that Jacob Mazika and William Johnson had boarded flight 1113 at Liberty Newark International Airport on the night of November 24th and landed in Dusseldorf at 6.05 a.m. on the 25th. Mazika's tickets purchased just the day before even listed as the contact information, Causey's cell phone number, and the email lucasfaker4 at checkinaddress.com. U.S. authorities provided Mazika's credit card activity, which showed him using a card in his own name at the Newark Airport on November 24th and the Dusseldorf Airport on November 25th, as well as another airport in Moscow on the 28th and Connecticut on November 29, 2019. Johnson was paid $10,000 by Fecker's wife, but it was in euros, which he had to convert into dollars, creating a paper trail. Jacob Mazika apparently wasn't paid promptly and texted Lucas Fecker to ask for his payment, which Fecker responded that he would wire, and he did, and that left more evidence. The FBI also shared with Dutch and German police that Justin Causey, who had been arrested in Colorado on drug and firearm charges before, volunteered that he'd been doing protection work for Lucas Becker and that his bank records showed payments in December 2019 from a bank that Lucas Becker used on behalf of his company, Innovation Brain. 
Justin Causey even texted his girlfriend bragging about what he was earning. $230,000 in just two months, he texted. The work, though, Lord, that's a lot, she responded. As long as you're okay, I'm okay. He said, I'm good. He said, it's just a job. So, thanks to their investigative work, which they did an awesome job investigating this, but really, I don't know if it was the investigation skills or just the fact that these dumbasses left so much of a trail, but either way, thanks to their investigative work, Dutch and German police had their guys nailed. But other than Fecker, who was quickly arrested, the suspects were all long gone back to the United States. On February 20th, 2020, the public prosecutor of the Judicial District in the Netherlands issued arrest warrants for Justin Causey, Jacob Mazika, and William Lyle Johnson on 19 charges, including murder, aggravated manslaughter, and extortion resulting in death. In accordance with an extradition treaty, U.S. authorities moved quickly, deeming all three men flight risks if they discovered the warrants for their arrest. In a coordinated effort in April, authorities simultaneously arrested Justin Causey in Colorado, William Johnson in Forest County, Mississippi, and Jacob Mazika in Bristol, Connecticut. After his arrest, William Johnson confessed to being involved in Schwartz's murder, but claimed his role was merely as a getaway driver, with no prior knowledge of how things would go down. He claimed that his former Army colleague, Jacob Mazika, had recruited him for the job and sold it as one in which Causey had been hired to force a businessman to pay a debt, warning that the job would likely require violence. Johnson claimed he sat in the car and smoked a cigarette while the other two men went inside until they returned 20 minutes later covered in blood and Mazika telling him he thought that they'd killed him. Although they each professed innocence, all three men elected not to fight extradition. And in the fall of 2021, they were all extradited to the Netherlands to await their trial next year, along with Lucas Becker. He was arrested as well. But there are still so many open questions that defy easy explanation. Why did Thomas Schwartz's neighbors never call the police despite everything they witnessed? Because all of them witnessed screaming and loud bangs and people coming out of his house covered in blood and Nobody thought to call the police. Even though some of them thought to get the tag number down, they never called the police. Why did they report seeing three people enter the house, and why did they say one was a woman? Dutch police say Schwartz's girlfriend could not have been present at the time of the murder. Why would a successful businessman, Lucas Becker, risk everything he'd built to murder someone who owed him money? For Justin Causey, Jacob Mazika, and William Johnson, if they really were only there to forcibly collect a debt, how could they let the situation get out of control so fast? Even more puzzling, if they were actually there to execute a hit, how could three well-trained American servicemen with experience in personal security be so inept at covering their tracks? Perhaps the answers lie in their background. Although they were working freelance security, each man's training was in military force, using aggressive action and violence to defeat an enemy, rather than the law enforcement practice of de-escalation to maintain control of a situation. All of which hoist a red flag for the thousands of companies and individuals around the world currently using former U.S. military members as hired guns. If Lucas Becker was going to hire somebody or some people to, like, quote-unquote, murder somebody or to try to collect a debt, you would think that he would already have somebody that he knew, like, wouldn't be such a fuck-up because they all fucked up. I mean, this case was perfectly laid out for the authorities. But anyways, you guys, that's all that I have for you on this case right now when the 
trial happens and if any more information comes out, I will be updating you guys on this case.